Welcome to New Life Church's weekly message. New Life Church's mission is to lead people into a transforming relationship with Jesus through the gospel. This week, speaker Pastor Steve Benninger leads a special Mother's Day panel discussion celebrating motherhood with six women from New Life Church, Kahana. You can find the video for this message at enewlife.com or the New Life Church Kahana mobile app. Today on this Mother's Day at New Life, we decided to assemble a Mom's Day panel. Kind of like we did a couple years ago with dads on Father's Day, we got some great feedback on that and I thought, well, why wouldn't we do that for moms, right? And so uh, all of these ladies, when I asked them, reluctantly said, yes, I'll be a part of that. I mean, you can imagine, right? It's like, I'm not a perfect mom. My kids aren't perfect. Are you sure you want me? And so, you know, it was, uh, I was able to just look at them and say, we're not looking for perfection here. Uh, the, there aren't any perfect moms or perfect kids or perfect dads. Uh, we know that because the gospel tells us that. But what we're looking for is real, honest, transparent, um, real life. And so... We're going to have a conversation up here about um, the challenges and the joys of being a mom in the 21st century, and we're going to let you eavesdrop on it, okay? So you can glean from what's said, and I guarantee you that whether you're a mom or a teenage boy or a grandfather or a dad, God will have something for you today. I am certain of that. And so we're going to talk about motherhood with a view towards magnifying Jesus Christ and applying the truths of the gospel to the daily lives of moms and celebrating his sustaining grace. And so the way I wanna begin is just uh, letting each of them introduce themselves and share a little bit about their family, how long they've been attending New Life, and I also ask them to come with a scripture that's been meaningful uh, to their lives as moms. And so we'll start with Tanya. I'm Tanya Robinson. I've been married to John for 17 years. We have seven children. We have been attending New Life since 2007. and. A scripture that has really meant a lot to me in my mothering is 2 Corinthians chapter 12, starting in verse 9. My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Good morning. Um, my name is Vonda Olfig, and my husband Mark and I have been married for almost seven years. It'll be seven years this coming August. We have one son named Uriah who just turned three this past January, and we've been coming to New Life for about two and a half years. And one of my favorite verses that I really cling to is found in Romans 8, 38 and 39. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. My name is Claire Robbins, and my husband is Bill, and he's the director of marriage here at New Life, and we have five children and 12 grandchildren and two great-grandchildren. And uh, the verse, verses I'm going to share with you, I 
share with my grandkids a lot when they need to make big decisions. And then the promises, bless me, and, uh, and I hope they bless you. My son, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to, to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding, and if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom, and from, I cry every time, and from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He holds victory in store for the upright. He is a shield to those who, who walk, whose walk is blameless, for he got, oh, for he guards the course of the just, and the best thing is he protects the way of the faithful one. Hello, I'm Jane Frazier, and my husband Troy and I have, will be married 30 years this month, and we have five amazing children, um, four daughters and a son, ages 27 to 12, and we have two beautiful granddaughters, um, three and 11 months, and we've been going to New Life, well, we went to New Life 15 years ago. We were members here for about five years, and we just came back a year and a half ago, and we're thrilled to be here. And the verse I wanted to share for the service is found in Isaiah 41, verse 10. It's meant a lot to me. It's, do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Good morning. My name is Sabrina Abel. I'm married to Tim. We're a new blended family of almost two years. So between the two of us, we have seven kiddos. And um, I've been a member at New Life for almost 10 years now. And the verse I'd like to share with you is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. Good morning. I'm Shelly Galvis, and I'm married to Rand Galvis, and we have um, three biological children, and then we went to Russia and adopted a 22-month-old, and just recently, we have another Russian daughter. So, um, <laughs> um, we've been at New Life for 15 years. And I just wanted to share this verse from Matthew 11:28. Come to me. All you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Amen. Amen. Well, ladies, uh, let me ask you this question and uh, be honest, okay? So now, from your vantage point now, having been moms for many, many years, looking back on it, how many of you, raise your hand, how many of you felt completely trained and thoroughly and adequately prepared for motherhood? <laughs> kind of what I suspected. <laughs> uh, Tanya, why don't you share a little bit about that? 
for me, I, I just felt so completely unprepared to be a mother, um, partly because as a young woman, as a teenager, I really never intended on having children. And so, um, and I also had uh, endometriosis and I thought I may never be able to have children. And so what a surprise it was to me when God's plan for me was to have seven children. Um, and every time I just thought, oh Lord, what are you doing? I don't know how to do this. Why are you asking me to do this? But God has, I really feel like this was his plan for me because it has kept me in that place of depending on him every day, moment by moment, looking to him because I definitely did not have the resources and still don't in and of myself. And um, even now having seven kids, I think I still don't really know how to do this job of mothering most of the time. So, <laughs> Well, certainly motherhood and, and parenting uh, brings with it um, a fair amount of challenges, but also a lot of joys, right? And uh, I think everyone would be benefited to hear just some of the, the, the uh, mom mom moments in your lives that were filled with joy. And uh, Vonda, we'll start with you. So I have a couple of moments that really stand out in my mind. You know, as the mom of a three-year-old, sometimes you wonder if the lessons that you're teaching them about life and about Christ are, are sticking. You know, how closely are they paying attention? And so I had a couple of moments um, recently that reinforced for me, wow, he is paying attention. Um, so for example, I meant to pick up uh, my son at daycare a little while ago, and I felt really led to tell him that Jesus loves him. And so I, I picked him up and said, Uriah, mommy loves you, and guess what? And he said, what is it, mama? Jesus loves you too. And then he had the biggest grin on his face and said, Jesus loves mama, Jesus loves dada, and Jesus loves me. And it was so exciting just to see him articulate um, the fact that Jesus loves each of us, but most of all, to see the joy in his face when he talked about Jesus loving him. So that really melted my heart in a way that words can't even describe. And then, you know, over the past few months, we've been listening to a lot of, you know, Christian and gospel music in the car. And growing up, there's a song I used to love singing as a little girl called I'm Going Up Yonder to Be With My Lord. And so Uriah has developed a liking for this particular song. And so one day I went to pick Uriah up at school and his teachers came up to me and said, you know, Uriah has been doing a lot of singing during playtime. And I said, so what, what has he been seeing lately? And I was thinking they're gonna say, row, row, row your boat or twinkle, twinkle little star. And they said, he's been singing that he's going up yonder to be with the Lord. <laughs> and then on top of that, they said, um, you know, he woke up from his nap earlier that day and they asked him, so Uriah, how was your nap? And he said, it was good. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> and, so, and so for me, I found it very humorous, but it also reinforced for me that, yes, he is paying attention. So that definitely provides encouragement for both me and my husband to continue to instill Christ and provide that foundation that he needs, even at a young age. Out of the mouths of babes comes praise, right? <laughs> Somebody else? Um, I was just going to say probably the thing that has brought me the greatest joy as a mom has been, I've kind of, as an adult, had kind of a lifelong struggle with depression and anxiety, and I've had some really bad bouts with it, but every time that one of my children would come to me and speak truth to me when I was really struggling, and they would look me in the eye and say, Mom, you know this is true, it would just, no matter how hard my heart was or how unbelieving I was being, it would just penetrate my heart and just to have that joy to know that the things that had been sown out were coming back to me and blessing me. Mm. Amen. Amen. 
Um, as a first-generation Christian parent, um, I have found great joy in those late-night questions that come when I think I'm going in to kiss my young one on the forehead and exit rather quickly, and I get hit with one of those big God questions that challenges me um, as a Christian parent, and those have been some of the sweetest two-sided conversations that I've had with my children, just he, seeing them try to process. They ask big questions, and then they add to what I've shared with them, and, and I see God working in their, in their young hearts, and that's just a joy to me to have that privilege to do. Claire, did you want to add something? I've been a mother for over 50 years, and I, you know, for some time I haven't had the worry, the responsibility, and that's a joy. And, <laughs> but uh, I honestly, being a mom at this time, most of it is joy. I, I love when my kids call me and check in on me and share their walk with the Lord and my grandkids when they call or text and ask for prayer if they're getting their driver's license or they're taking a test and I'm so blessed that I can encourage them and that God uses me that way uh, but my greatest joy is when they're all together and they're loving each other and enjoying each other and I, I do think maybe that's how God feels when we love each other. Amen. So there's a lot of joy, and uh, there's also a lot of challenges, right? We got together the other night in preparation for today, and, and one question that I asked that got uh, quite a reaction was this one. Um, have, has there ever been a time or a season in your life where you felt like a failure as a mom? And if so... How did you navigate through that season um, so that it didn't debilitate you? So I'd like uh, for you to hear from them on that. So Shelly, we'll start with you. Praise God, there's more joys than sorrows. But I do remember the time when I felt like an absolute failure as a mom. We had uh, our firstborn son, who we had waited many years for, and he was Mr. Compliant. And he had just gotten back from a two-week seminar, a Christian seminar that um, really impacted his life. And he came home on fire for the Lord. Well, after six weeks, he moved out at 20 years old, and he began dating a non-Christian who he eventually married. He broke off all contact with our family. I wept. I turned to God for help, and I thought, well, if you teach your children the Bible, you take them to church, you take them to youth group, you take them to Awana, we even homeschooled, and you protect them the best you can. Um, I thought, this isn't supposed to happen. And I just realized A plus B does not equal C. Parenting isn't a formula. We just have to let God write their story. 
We want a story that makes us feel good. I wanted a story that didn't require much faith. And I had to really learn how to trust God in such a deep way. I had to trust him with his ways and with his timing and of when he was going to work in that heart to draw him back to himself. Another thing, I had to really persevere in prayer because there is a battle raging for our children's hearts. And we are the ones that have to stand in that gap and pray persistently against the enemy of their souls. And I have to just, we all have to just allow our kids to make their own mistakes like we make ours and to make their faith their own. And we have to allow God to stretch our faith and, and make us more dependent upon him. And I just realize that our crosses are what do conform us to the image of Christ, and they really do build humility into our lives. Amen. Anyone else like to share on that topic, Jane? Well, I can say, um, after I had my fifth baby, I got very, very sick afterwards, and my adrenal gland was, would not shut down, and I didn't sleep for seven days straight, ended up in the hospital, and was could not take care of my new beautiful baby or any of my children and other people had to come in and, and kind of take over and it, I really felt like a failure and along with that I had severe postpartum depression and felt like God had left me and just was a real struggle and I felt like that was a time where God was beginning to train me to not live by my feelings and my ever-changing emotions but to stand on the Word of God and I can look back at it now and see that it was a beautiful gift because the depth of relationship that I have with God never would have happened if I hadn't gone through that dark valley and God has been so faithful to me. Can I just add one little thing, please? Now Matthew does call us once or twice a week. He comes and visits us. And for the first time in 15 years, he's going on vacation three days with us. So there, God does work. Um, I honestly have felt like a failure as a mom for a lot of my mothering days because of my struggle with perfectionism. And um, I chose the scripture I chose because for me, motherhood really has felt like that place of greatest weakness for me. And I need to remember that God's grace is sufficient and that his power is made perfect in my weakness. And so what really helps me in that struggle is to remember that I am not perfect. I'm never going to be perfect on this side of heaven. My kids are not going to be perfect on this side of heaven. But I can trust God and I can look to him to help me and to cover all of my sin and failure with his grace and to do what I cannot do. That really, I'm not enough. I can't be enough. But Jesus is enough in my place. And as I trust him and I look to him and I obey him and live to please him and him alone, then he gives me his strength. You know, that gospel truth that we talk about a lot around here, that Jesus was perfect for us, therefore we don't have to be perfect, is so liberating when, when you really get that down in your bones because it takes the pressure off 
from having to be perfect all the time. And that's really a yoke. And there's so many people that labor under that day in and day out. And we really believe that Jesus wants to set people free from that. where We rest in his, his perfection for us. It's, it's a beautiful thing. Well, you know, parenting in this day and age is, is tough, isn't it? And it's different. It's different than it was three years ago. It's different than it was five or 10 or 20 years ago. And uh, I asked the ladies, you know, what challenges do you feel like you face as a mom these days that your mother never, never faced? So, Sabrina, you want to start with that? Sure. Um, I believe that today in our culture, even more so than when my parents were raising me, um, we just, we live in a culture that is not afraid or ashamed to blatantly reject Jesus, um, be disrespectful about God. And that is a very big challenge for me as a Christian mom, wanting to raise my children on the truths of Scripture. And not having grown up in a Christian family myself, I'm constantly being humbled to come back to the Word of God and to let it be what I'm dependent on, and to let it train me in humility so often so that I can turn around and hopefully um, God will use me to speak that truth into my children. But it is a very big challenge to live in today's world that just does not love Jesus. And a lot of people aren't even going to church anymore. That used to be a common ground for people. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, too, um, we live with information overload. And we're so attached to social media and the internet and I think for moms comparison can become a huge problem I think that we're constantly bombarded with um, information and I think a lot of time that can lead to feelings of confusion should I feed my kids this or not am I going to feed them this non-organic non-gmo thing are they going to keel over I think that it brings a lot of discontentment when you are on Facebook and you see about someone's Hawaiian vacation and their perfect kids and their perfect family and their perfect house and their perfect body and their perfect hair. And you're looking around your house and you haven't made your bed for a week and your sink's full of dirty dishes and your children are out of control. And I think a lot of times, I'm not speaking of anyone particular, but I think a lot of times that can just be very daunting and make a mom feel very inadequate that we get this false perception of what people's reality is when it's not reality. Anybody else want to share on that? Okay. Well, given the the challenges of living in a a digital age, a postmodern culture, um, how important would you ladies say it's been to be connected with a church family for you and for your family? Who'd like to start there? Um, I can. (laughs) That has been huge for our family. Um, It's been huge for me personally. Um, I think that it takes a lot of humility to be vulnerable and to open your life up to other people. But the reality is we all have blind spots and we don't know everything. And the way that God created the body of Christ was that the I can't say of the hand, I have no need of you. We need each other. And trying to walk your Christian life out alone is really foolish. And when we are vulnerable and we open up to other people and allow them to speak into our lives, the sanctification process just multiplies. And it really has been a blessing to Troy and I as we've been raising our kids when we've had people come alongside us and say, hey, 
you know, I really think you need to be more consistent in this area of discipline and to be obedient in that and to bear the fruit of it has just been really encouraging and a real blessing for us. You know, when my husband and I moved here in 2013, that was one of our first priorities because we really wanted to be connected to a body of believers. And so we searched and you know, came upon new life, and it's been such a blessing and a gift to be really plugged into this community. Um, first and foremost, I love being involved in the kids' ministry. You know, I was very fortunate and blessed to have parents who taught the gospel from the time I was very young. And so I came to Christ at an early age, and being able to pour into these kids and provide them with that same kind of foundation um, is a gift beyond what I can even describe. And then I think about my small group. Uh, talk about the most wonderful, just um, strong group of um, ladies. We come together, we lift one another up in prayer, we support one another, we're doing life together, and it truly has been such a blessing that our paths have crossed, and I'm so grateful that God orchestrated all that. And so I can't emphasize enough um, just how important it is to be plugged in and to come together as brothers and sisters in the Lord. You know, one of my friends gave me an analogy once that I think really reinforces how important it is to come together and to pour into each other and to share with one another. And that analogy says that a candle loses nothing by lighting another candle, but look how much brighter the room is. So I've always remembered that. Um, being connected to this church family has been truly an immense blessing to my family and I, um, especially over these past five years um, with my current husband um, and um, specifically also just um, five years ago when my first husband passed away unexpectedly. And um, this church family has seen me through so many twists and turns and ups and downs. Um, they've walked by my family's side as my um, current husband struggled with severe anxiety and depression early in our marriage. And um, it's just been one of God's many provisions that he has given to me, the body, in, uh, of, the, a body of Christ here in the feet and hands of Jesus, um, to just be supported, loved, and challenged when I've needed to be challenged. And I know I can do the same. <laughs> you know, we're a, a church that's seeking to um, be driven, be centered in the gospel of Christ, and uh, keep him front and center. And so we talk a lot around here, don't we, about Jesus, God the Son coming from heaven to earth, being born in Bethlehem's manger. We talk about his beautiful perfect life that he lived and that he lived it for us. We talk about his atoning death for our sins, that uh, he paid the price so that we could be redeemed, and of course his victorious, glorious resurrection uh, that proved that God the Father was satisfied with that payment and also validated Jesus' identity, that he was who he said he was. We talk a lot about those things, and we know that he did those things for us, that we might have, his people might have forgiveness and cleansing from our sin, and eternal life, and hope for a future. And so I wanted to ask this, how has believing those truths, the truths of the gospel, and having a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, how has that brought encouragement to your soul as a mom? And Claire, we'll start with you. Well, I, uh, I'm just most thankful for Jesus. I, wasn't, I didn't give my life to him until I was 34. And I know a life without him. Uh, the fears and the uh, doubts. And I actually 
didn't know he even knew me, let alone loved me. And uh, when I finally realized, and I tried everything to, Lord, well, I didn't even call him Lord then, but I would say, what can I do that you might love me? Is this enough? Is, what do you want? I, I need you. And I finally, you know, I finally understood he did it all, that he died for me. And when I learned that he wanted to live his life through me, I was a new creature. And I haven't doubted that love, and that's been over 40 years. And uh, I, I, I love him. He, when I say his name, like when we were earlier in the praise, Jesus, it just flushes over me a peace that's unexplainable. And uh, I actually, and it sounds prideful, but that he would love me this much, but he's on my lips every morning. You know, thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Uh, and it's, I, when I walk, I sing, thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Thank you, Lord, for making me whole. And uh, I never, well, last night, a uh, lady gave me the rest of the words. I didn't know the words. <laughs> and, uh, and they're really beautiful. I wish I had them right here to tell you. But anyway, uh, I, he's so amazing. There's no words that describe him. There's no words that can tell you how, how wonderful he is. Who else would like to share? Jane? Oh, I'll share again. Um, I think for me, because of the fact that I have struggled with the depression and insomnia and things, um, I've kind of wrestled with, you know, God, why would you allow this? Why am I like this? Why do you allow this to happen to me? And, and really wrestling with whether you really loved me. And one particular time, five years ago, when I was struggling with this, and I had just a really terrible bout with insomnia, where I had gone a couple of weeks with just very few hours of sleep and really struggling. And one day I was sitting out um, side um, where we went to church and I was kind of struggling and I had looked down in the grass and I, I picked up a four-leaf clover and I remembered that when I was a child um, whenever I would find a four-leaf clover somehow it gave me a connection with God of just feeling like God was saying you're special and I love you and um, during this time I, I had taken that four-leaf clover and I had taped it inside this journal and later that week, still struggling, really not functioning well at all, and just discouraged. And I was going for a walk alone one day, and I kept kind of looking over at the side of the road. We lived out in the country, and I went for this long walk, and kept kind of looking at the side of the road for another four-leaf clover, kind of like, God, will you show me another one? Because I, I want to know that you love me and that, that you're going to get me through this. And I kept saying, no, Jane, don't do that. You know, God loves you. He sent his son to die for you. You don't need any other proof. And... And it just kind of, this was kind of the way the walk went. I just kept going back, no, I don't need to see a sign, but I'd kind of look again. And later that evening, as bedtime approached, which is a dreaded time if anyone has insomnia, because it's like, oh no, I've got another night ahead of me where everybody in the house is sleeping, and I've got to fight this enemy of fear of not sleeping and with depression on top of that and just not feeling real close to God. And 
Troy had decided that he would sit up with me and talk with me that night and just kind of help me get a little peaceful and pray with me. And he had shared some things from his heart that really touched me. And, and I felt like at one point God had said something that I wanted to go write down in my journal. And I ran and got it and I opened it up. And I looked inside and there's just not one four-leaf clover that's taped in there, but there were seven. And I'm like, okay, I haven't been sleeping. Uh, am I really, have I finally lost my mind or what's going on here? And I showed Troy, I'm like, Troy, you know, what do you see there? Uh, do you, is, and he's like, well, I see a whole bunch of four-leaf clovers. And I'm like, okay, this is really weird. Did you put them there? No, I don't know anything about it. And then the next morning I went to my kids and I said, do you guys know anything about this? And they said, well, yeah, mom, when you were on that walk yesterday, um, we went out into the yard, and we were looking in the yard, and we kept finding these four-leaf clovers. And one of my daughters said, hey, let's go tape those into Mom's journal. And the really sweet thing is they had found six four-leaf clovers that day, and I was thinking about it this morning, and I thought, those six four-leaf clovers represent my kids, the five I hear, have here on earth and the one that I miscarried that's in heaven, and that every time I can look into the face of one of my children, it's a reminder that, that God loves me. So... You know, I, I gave my heart to Christ um, as a very young girl, but every single day when I think about the beauty of the gospel, it just gets sweeter and sweeter. It just tastes better and better. Um, it, it's just so amazing to think about the love that the Lord has for each of us. And when I think about how Jesus loved me in the midst of my shame, my sin, my imperfection, my inadequacies, and how he was willing to die a horrible death on an old rugged cross, and rise again and give righteousness to little old me who didn't even deserve it. It just blows my mind. I mean, how can you not feel um, the greatest love in the world when you think about the gospel? And it's a blessing because every single day when I think about the grace and the mercy he's constantly giving me when I don't deserve it. And I think about that and how that affects my mothering. You know, my son is not perfect, no one is. And just thinking about the Lord's unconditional love really encourages me to continue to show unconditional love and grace and mercy to my son. So it's a blessing that we have a father who models the kind of love that a parent should have for a child and the kind of love we should have for each other. And I'm just so grateful for the gift of the gospel. We have time for another one more answer. Um, for me, I, I've, I've been a believer for, for 20 years. And uh, it wasn't really until about five years ago when God uh, allowed the intense circumstances to kind of come one and, and then another that um, he showed me just how much I really needed him. And Jesus became more than just my Jesus who saved me. He became my Jesus for every single day because I was, um, I found myself having to still be a mom when I really didn't know how to do anything amidst the grief and the pain of trying to put our life back together. And so for any moms out there and dads who feel like they're trying to parent against the odds, um, Jesus really is my, my soul saver. He is my life giver every single day. And when I mess up, and I do, um, I just know that I can come back to him and I can confess where I'm weak and he will come in and forgive me and stand me up firm again to keep going yet for another, another try. Sure. For me, the gospel is really what my whole life hinges on. Um, because even on my best day, 
as a mom, I still fall short. And so just knowing that I can repent and receive forgiveness and grace from God every single day and that my daddy never turns his back on me, that he always opens his arms and lets me run into his arms every single day. And um, for me, Jesus truly is life. He is my life. He is the only source of life. Um, he is the only living water. And I think so many times when we're weary, when we're tired, we just want to run to all of these things, different things to satisfy that thirst. But Jesus is the only thing that satisfies. Amen. That sounds like refreshingly good news, doesn't it? <laughs> it really is. Well, one, one last question I want to ask you, ladies. I want you to, each of you to speak to that mom who's out here this morning who is worn out, frazzled, weighted down with guilt and a losing heart. And I, I want you to speak to that mom. What would you say to her to just infuse some fresh hope into her soul? I, I would say definitely to trust in the Lord with all your heart. Um, if you don't know Jesus, start there. Just um, It starts with a leap of faith to receive and believe in him. And then if you are that believing mom out there who is feeling just completely overwhelmed and all of your hopes and expectations are just going down the drain, uh, fight to not run away from Jesus but run into God's arms. Um, Humility is a very hard place to find ourselves, but that is the place where Jesus truly does come in. And if we surrender everything, our heart, we trust our heart to him, he will be faithful, God will be faithful, and he will restore us, he will refresh us, he will guide us. Um, not always in our timing, and that's when we need to stand firm all the, all the more and fight forward. I depend on the word of God. And when I felt like I had no energy or no effort or any, even a desire, um, I knew that God was still there, and I could come and fall at his feet again, and he would be there to faithfully carry me through. So I just encourage you to, um, to, to act in faith. Every step of obedience to God's word will build your faith. And over time, you will be blessed to look back and see just how much God has been faithful to. I just think we're all a work in progress. And I just uh, was awakened at 2 in the morning, and I just thought, wow, we as women carry luggage around. And it's so heavy. And yet, we're not going anywhere with it. It's just that it encumbers us. And I thought, in that suitcase are regrets, sorrow, pain, um, problems with our kids, marriages. And what God wants to do is he wants us to come and do a great exchange with him. He wants us to empty that suitcase and receive the truth, and receive everything that he has to offer for us. And he wants us to replace the lies that we believe with his truth. And I, I know, after losing our son six and a half years ago, 
my suitcase was so filled with grief and sorrow. The enemy was lying to me, telling me that God was not faithful, God did not love me, and I one day just had to stand up and realize this is not from God. This is from the enemy of our soul. And that as women, we believe lies. And I literally had to stand up because it says an unhealthy person listens to themselves. A healthy person talks to themselves with the truth. And I began that exchange of saying, you are an almighty God. You are my strength. You are my peace. You are my deliverer. You are my comfort. And that's what we need to do with women, to break off that yoke that Satan wants to put on us to make us not victorious. He is our victor. And that's what we need to walk in, is the victory, not in the lies. We need to walk in the truth. And then we can have healing, because he is our healer. Jehovah Rapha, our healer of our broken hearts. Amen. What I was going to say was um, well, there's good news, and that's that God loves to use weak and messed up people, and that he's aware of what you're going through, and that he's in control, that he loves you, and he knows what's best for you. Um, a good reminder for me, too, is that God wastes nothing in the lives of his children, that hard things are opportunities to grow as we trust God and humbly submit to what he allows in our lives. And the other thing is, no matter how busy your life is, you have got to prioritize your time with God. You have got to spend time in the Word of God. And it's really important what you're feeding on. And going back to the thing with the Internet, it's just whatever you're fueling in your mind, that's really going to form who the person you're going to be. And you need to spend that time in the Word of God. And then the last thing is just the importance of being grateful. I think for for all people, but especially for women, I think a lot of times we can be discontent with our lives and we're not grateful. And I've really tried to learn to make it a practice of focusing all the things that I have in my life to be thankful for and not focusing on the things that are not perfect in my life. And I think as we're grateful and we're thanking God that that's where true joy comes from. Yeah. I want to make sure we leave time for prayer, so 30 seconds each. Oh my oh. Sorry, guys. Um, oh my gosh. God loves you. He knows you. He knows all those doubts you have. He, he cares so much for your children. He wants to equip and empower you to love them. And like the lady said, be in the word. Everything's there. He has all the instruction, all the wisdom you need. Uh, he's... And I, I know this isn't great encouragement, but you won't remember. You know, I don't remember. I had four children in five years. I have no idea how I did it, but I know God did it. And I don't remember even any hard things. I just remember I love being a mom and that he was there and he did it. And I will just emphasize 1 Peter 5, 7, cast your cares on him because he cares for you. 
you know, as moms, sometimes we become so overwhelmed. And I know for me personally, you know, I'm balancing working full time and going to school and, of course, raising our son, you know, 24-7. And I remember one night just being on, on my couch at home and just feeling so inadequate and so um, just almost worthless. And I remember crying out to God and just saying, God, I'm, I feel so inadequate right now. I wouldn't mind if you just took me in my sleep tonight. And in that moment, God held me, and he didn't let go. And so for that frazzled and that weary mom who feels like there's no hope, just cast your cares upon him because he loves you. He will hold on to you. He will not let go. And even when we don't love ourselves, he loves you more than you can even fathom. So what a friend we truly have in Jesus. I also have lived um, a lot of years in that place of frazzled, frustrated, weary, and overwhelmed. Um, and I think what I would say is the more we can just let go of our expectations as moms we put on ourselves and the expectations that others put on us and just live to please Jesus, the more freedom we find because Jesus is gentle. He's not standing over us with a whip telling us to do better. He is there to help us. He promises to send his Holy Spirit to be our helper. And as moms, we need a helper. We need to just continually run to the one that can give us all the help that we need in every moment and throw ourselves upon him. And he is faithful, and he will do it. Amen. And can I just say, to look as moms for Jesus' kisses, that he wants to bless us. He wants to give us uh, just those kisses of comfort and encouragement. And I can honestly say that God gave us three grandchildren. He breathed life after death. And just, what a, just how grateful we can be for just how he um, comes around us and just wants to encourage us if we just look for all those kisses from him. Well, join me in thanking these ladies for sharing their lives with us today. And, um, you know, they were so gracious in not only agreeing to, to come up here, which is not the easiest thing in the world to do, and share their lives with us, but I also asked them if they would be willing to be our prayer partners today. And they agreed to do that. And we just, as we talk and pray, we just sense that the Lord wants to lift burdens today and break yokes. And um, we wanted to give you the opportunity, uh, particularly moms, but others as well. If you connected with a particular story that you heard up here or the Lord spoke to you, we'd love to give you that opportunity to come and be prayed for by these ladies. So um, I'm going to move up here. If you all would stand with me. Jared and the team are going to come back. We're going to sing a couple worship songs, and these ladies are going to make their way to either side and available to pray with you in the next few moments. So let me, let me pray for you um, as we enter into a time of response. So Lord, we thank you for what we've heard today. We thank you for um, people among us who have learned your ways because they've walked with you for many years. We thank you for realness and transparency and godly wisdom and truth and insight into life. And Lord, we pray that if there is someone here today, or many perhaps, who have been weighted down under heavy burdens, Lord, we pray that you would meet them in these next few moments and lift that weight off their shoulders. Those who have felt the pressure of this yoke upon them, the yoke of perfectionism, 
the yoke of feeling like a failure. Lord, we pray that you would break that yoke today through the power of your spirit. Be with us now as we worship and minister to your people, I pray in Christ's name. Amen. Visit us each week as we continue to journey through God's word and seek to know him better through the gospel. Our prayer is that the gospel has taken a deeper hold of you as we have studied the word together at New Life Church, where Jesus is front and center all the time.